would you like to see the Beatles do now? A show, a live show. That's it. Jojo was a man who thought he was a loner. We should do the show in a place we're not allowed to do it. Okay. When I wore this suit, I made a whole lot of enemies. You're a Hawkeye. Who the hell are you? This Organized Chaos podcast is brought to you by Gems Art Studio. Gems Art Studio is an online store that allows access to prints that you can use for most anything, obviously as just a picture, or as a wallpaper, or as a bookmark, or anything you can think of. You can find Gems Art Studio at etsy.com slash shop slash Gems Art Studio. This podcast is also brought to you by listeners like you. Thank you. Hello, welcome to another very adequate, unbelievably adequate episode of the Organized Chaos Podcast. Uh, I am Bob, and joining me is Bobby Quarters. How are you doing, Bobby? I'm doing pretty good, man. How goes it? Uh, doing all right. Uh, working. Got, got my coffee here. Help keep me awake. Oh, I, I yeah, and my Game of Thrones um, mug. Uh, nice. It's, it is unfortunate they never finished that final season, and they never released a final season, because I always wondered where it would go to. So it's unfortunate they never did that, but ah, uh, well. <laughs> whoa, 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 what season do you mean? Uh, well, you know, they, they ended on season seven, I believe, and then that was it. <laughs> There's a season seven? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, 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 I mean, you call that a season? Uh, y- y- yeah. <laughs> I mean, just, just edit no. from an editing standpoint. <laughs> like, that I feel there's a lot lacking and a lot probably missed too early. Yeah. Well, uh, could you imagine, like, if there was a Game of Thrones episode where they actually had, like, a, a Starbucks cup of coffee in it? Or lighting? Yeah, that'd be weird. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it, 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 that is kind of a sad series because it, it started off just, oh, just so, be- just visually beautiful. Yeah. Like, just, you, you kind of forget you're watching, like, a, a series on a uh, network program. Yeah. Because it's not TV. Well, yeah, it's HBO. So that, yeah, that, it's not. That, they're willing to put more money into it. But, yeah. Yeah, that series, it, it went. It always shows. Yeah it's, yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it all. But I just remember, it, like. Like, there are weaker seasons and stronger seasons that kind of jumped in between for a little bit, and then, then it went to shit, but... <laughs> <laughs> and what I think is crazy Yeesh. is, like, I look at the story of the last season, and I'm like, this could be alright, but it not the work. way they did it. <laughs> it could it yeah. could have really worked, yeah. and I think it would have... <sighs> I, yeah. I feel mm-hmm. some major mistakes were made, mm-hmm. Some and... Ones that were treated as footnotes, yeah, should have been more impactful. Like, yeah, um, um, uh, yes. If you're listening or watching this and you haven't watched Game of Thrones, we spoil everything here. Yes, we, we will spoil the <laughs> shit out. So, of it, but, uh... yes, Jamie and Cersei's death, like, yeah, that seemed rather footnoteish, and I kind of thought him fighting a uh, Euron was pointless. Yeah, I don't know. Point. Euron just should have, he should have died by dragon fire or, you know, just some nameless fighter, some nameless Dothraki just killed him. 
Yeah, that. yeah, that'd be like more some aimless appropriate Dothraki. for him. Yeah, just a Dothraki rider comes by and just fucking cuts his head off and keeps riding in the scene. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. It, <laughs> I mean, it, it mostly like, just because that guy was fucking great at making you hate him. Yeah. And it, it would have been so, so perfect, too. It reminds me of a... <laughs> not a spoiler here, but it, at the end of Angel, there's this character named Lindsay, and he's a villain throughout the whole series. In the final episode, he dies. But the thing is, though, he's never been, like, the major villain. So it's a supporting huh. character that kills him. And he's freaking out, because he's like, no, no, it's supposed to be Angel that goes after me. Angel! And it's... No, it's just, it's just the side character. Because... He's not important yeah. enough. He's not. <laughs> like, something um, like that would have been perfect for your arm. <laughs> no, absolutely. But, I mean, I, I've seen, like, shows do that and take that direction before. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, like, that payoff is really worth it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like uh, another HBO series, The Sopranos, for example. Like, that show is a great example. Have you, have you watched it before? No, no. Okay, do you plan on it? <laughs> Not because you know in the you know future. you know I got lots here. of stuff to watch. <laughs> okay, I understand. Yeah, uh, all right. Uh, there's like obviously it's a it's a organized mob attack in uh, New Jersey. So and there's some people with New York. Obviously, there are some less than desirable characters on this show, uh, and most of, and almost all the time they do get their uh, they get what they have coming to them. Like, uh, there's one guy, Richie, uh, who uh, is engaged to uh, the boss Tony's sister at one point, and he out, flat out punches her, and you see her kind of shocked run away. You think, okay, she's probably going to go run and call her brother, and then her brother's going to come over and fucking kill his ass. No, his sister walks right back into the kitchen, fucking plugs two right in his chest. Shit. <laughs> yeah, and best part, her mother's upstairs asleep. Nah. Her brother comes over. She like tries to like subtly say on the phone, like I need, I, I can't say now. Can you come here? He's like, James, what the hell are you talking? about? I can't say now. Can you come here? And he's just trying to think, like, what the hell could she be? Oh, because the whole series is kind of about how Tony balances the life of being a husband and a father and a family man and a boss in the mafia. Yeah, I kind of figured it's like something the whole like show's that. Yeah. About that, and it's kind of a great example when those two lives are kind of literally intersecting, and Tony spends most of the time to try to keep those two lives separate. But more of the series, he leans to- more towards the gangster side. Mm-hmm. Naturally. And there's some mm-hmm. great, uh, if you have the time to fit it in, mm-hmm. great series. Just if you like mafia and like Goodfellas and Godfather, yeah, and no, stuff it does. Like it seems like something I'd probably like, but just. The time. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe in the future we'll do podcasts. I understand. It, we, we do. I have would definitely. <laughs> oh yeah. I'd be down. To, I'd be down to rewatch it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, I'd be interested. Maybe there'll be an our pandemic and we'll get shut down. There won't be anything else for us to watch. And then Sopranos, it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, shit. I do have HBO uh, Max. Gotta be on there. It's <laughs> gonna. Well, there is a lot of great stuff that is on the streaming networks these days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did Did you hear that uh, Disney released a documentary on the greatest band ever? Yeah, I and did. And then, I did. like, I went to watch it, and it's about some fucking group called the Beatles. I don't know if you've heard of them. They seem kind of obscure to me. Um, 
Oh, they I mean, uh, what, like uh, what the fuck? Are they, uh, <laughs> the Beatles. Is that Dutch? Beatles? Yeah, I don't Is know. Dutch? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think they did have accents. I do believe they might be Dutch. <laughs> They did sound funny, but man, they they play their instruments. Yeah, yeah, they seem decent. Uh, you know, we totally didn't do an intro. Yeah, we're talking about Beatles get back in Hawkeye, so uh, Hawkeye yeah. will come up later. But yeah, yeah, so we're gonna we're diving right into. Be- Bob and I are just gonna kind of fanboy out about the Beatles for a while. Yeah, well, I I know you, I know you're a huge Beatles fan. I'm, yes, I I am. I'm definitely yeah. a bigger Beatles fan than average. So. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah. Do you have any favorite Beatles and favorite albums? <laughs> uh, ooh, album that's tough. That's tough. And for me, it is. Uh, it depends on my mood, but mostly I would say flat out tie between the one that should have been double, and that's Revolver, Revolver Rubber or Soul. Mm. Should have been a double album. <laughs> yeah, no, those ones but are yeah. good. Um. I'm I'm definitely <laughs> yeah. a fan of the White Album, even though there's one song that I don't. Oh, like, but I don't know. Nah. No, no, I I do enjoy the White Album too. It is there are a lot of songs on there that I would say all time favorites, like oh, yeah. you know Glass Onion. Well, uh, as well, my and favorite, I, I, I yeah. my favorite beat. I don't know. It's high up. There. It is high up there, and I, it's it's hard for me to pick like an all time favorite because there's. I think there's a lot that you'd have to kind of ask what would go into making it mm-hmm. my all-time favorite. Yeah. Would it be that do, how meaningful the song is? Mm-hmm. It, like, do I enjoy what's happening musically? Like, is are the guitars and bass working together? Is there an organ in it? Did Martin decide to add some strings and other cool nuances that just make this band just so unique? Oh, yeah. Is it is it either Paul's lead or is it John's singing or do the two of them have parts or is it fun just to decipher who wrote what part or is it a surprise out of the corner from Harrison <laughs> or, or is Ringo, Ringo singing? <laughs> yeah, or is Ringo singing? I got a you song know, about like, octopus, guys. <laughs> you learned A minor. Right. I, I laughed <laughs> so loud at that. Yeah. Like, I think... Like the wife was napping on the couch and I was watching it and I woke her up and I went, she's like, what's so funny? She's like, huh? I'm like, hey, Ringo learned name minor. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, get back. yeah. It, this, I think we aren't the only ones who, who are huge Beatles fans because Peter Jackson put together this huge documentary. <laughs> it really, really well shows. Done. Oh my God. It mm-hmm. does. I mean, the thing that surprised me the most about initially when I heard about this, mm-hmm. well, I thought, okay, well, they're going to be long. First thought when I read Peter Jackson was helming it, I was like, yeah. okay, well, they're going to be long yeah. documentaries. <laughs> cool. He's doing more than one. Excellent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. Don't care what he does. Yeah. I'm no, sold Peter, right there. Peter Jackson is absolutely so, one of the, those people that yeah. I will... Like, whatever he does, I'm going to be interested. I'm not guaranteeing I'll love yeah, cool. it, but I'm fucking interested. I want to yeah, see I it. Mean, I, want... I, I own his version of King Kong. It's I not my favorite King Kong I... at all. In fact, I got it as a value pack because I wanted the other two movies that were in it, which were Godzilla vs. King Kong and King Kong Escapes. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't even watched the Peter Jackson one. 
well, I've watched the other two a few times. <laughs> I really like that version of King Kong. I think it's a solid two-hour movie. Yeah, it is. That is the biggest is. issue with it. <laughs> what yeah, was that thing? Like three, I, three and a half? Mm. I, I think it's like, I, it was, I don't know which version I have. I, I hope it's, yeah, I, I would laugh for the amount that I paid for it if it was the director's version. Yeah. I mean, now there is a version of his movie and another one that is on an Amazon wish list of a director's cut of his one of his films that I do own, and that is The Frighteners that came out in like '96. Yeah, Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love that movie. Yeah, see, that was one Absolutely. I wasn't too thrilled with, but I don't know, it was well done. I don't know. I uh... look up those deleted scenes. They had a lot of context, uh... a lot much needed that you didn't think you needed. So his version of King Kong is three hours and seven minutes, but feels like three and a half. <laughs> yeah. It's it it's really like well done, though. So it's not one that, like, oh, yeah, let's dunk on it. Because just cut a little bit. And yeah, I will say, before we get into the nitty gritty, I did feel like part two ran on a little bit long for these. That was the almost three hour one. Part two? Yeah. Yeah. Uh- but you might have a different I've, opinion because I think you're more of a Beatles fan than I am. Although I yeah, do love the Beatles, I know. That that one, I felt yeah, I I could see, mm-hmm. and I kind of felt that way a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I felt it, that was more filled with like a lot of them, like kind of like the mm-hmm. the the actual creative process. Yeah. Oh yeah, well that's one thing. I and for me, that I loved watching every bit of that. Yeah. Like, that was one that I remember starting it and then realizing it was over. Mm-hmm. Well, that's one thing. I- just being just so drawn into that. And for me, it was like, I mean, I also play guitar and a little bit of bass. And, you know, I, I've written some stuff and I've played in some bands. And just watching that was just very fun. And, you know, it was just captured and, you know, brought back some good memories of doing that stuff. But it's just, it's funny to see the dynamic in that band. Oh, yeah. And, well, that And you just, and the certain roles that were played. Without doubt, the best part of this movie is how, like, obviously it's cut together by Peter Jackson, but you really, like, you feel like you get this chapter of the Beatles' life. You get to see their creative process. You get to see, like, yeah. the pluses and minuses of this band. Because there's a lot of great talent uh, a lot of it's feeling like it's wasted. Um, but yeah, there's some great talent. Yeah. Uh, Criminally underused. I thought it was interesting. One of the things I thought was interesting was George Harrison talked about how uh, maybe to, to keep the Beatles going, instead of just constantly doing Beatles albums, maybe they should occasionally just break off and do solo albums. And I thought yeah. that was interesting, because I always go back to Gen- Genesis. Like he wasn't. Necessarily That's tired. What they yeah. did. He wasn't necessarily mm. tired of being a Beatle. Yeah. He just thought, like, well, you know, we get these slumps, but how about we all just kind of do our yeah. own thing, you know, and then come back and make an album together. Yeah, take but take a year off. Way, <laughs> just take a year off from it, because like it's not like we tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that was one I thing didn't, I I didn't realize that they weren't touring for the fast last few years. They're uh, mm-hmm. being a band at all. Oh yeah, I knew. Oh yeah, you. I'm surprised you didn't know that. No, I did not. I just assumed, um, oh, they're a band. They're touring, right? <laughs> well, yeah, no, they, they stopped doing those tours because, like, almost every venue they would play, they couldn't hear their own amps because the girls and everyone were just screaming so loud. Yeah. Mm. Like, 
I have an old vinyl of Live at the Hollywood Bowl, and I'll admit it's kind of hard to hear the band. Really? I can hear them. I can hear them. I could tell the mic was in the crowd. Mm-hmm. But that's yeah, just that, it from sounds the, like that's a mic that's being muted. <laughs> and they, I could tell they did t- pull that volume down of them. It's mixed, and I've heard remixes of it. And yeah, it does sound good. Digitally, they were able to do it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I could even like from a performing aspect, that would kind of get really annoying, like playing oh, yeah. a giant venue and still being drowned out by the crowd like it's like i would want loud amps it's like guys i appreciate <laughs> your love but for the love of god shut the fuck up so we can play music shut i mean fuck up <laughs> all right all right yes yes we get it we're fucking bigger than jesus let's move on <laughs> <laughs> now john mm-hmm. hey you know what my <laughs> issue with that line was uh when when they confront him about it he should have just said yeah i said it <laughs> I Jesus. Apologies, just yeah, I did. Congratulations, you noticed something I said. I'm surprised you guys were listening. Yeah, all we've heard is the same few questions. Well, that's one thing I noticed here. Well, lots of things, but uh, John is such a joker in this. He is yeah. Every few seconds, whenever he can, he's gonna tell a joke. He's gonna sing stuff goofy. He's gonna he's gonna do whatever he thinks. I never would be knew funny. I needed. I never knew I needed to hear them sing the two of us with Scottish accents. Yeah, that was so hilarious. Yeah, just out of nowhere. Because <laughs> I was just thinking, like, okay, they're just sitting at goofy, sitting at goofy, and then go like, wait a minute, is that a Scottish accent? <laughs> You get you get so much of the Beatles, and I want to say like how they cleaned it. Oh my god, it looks so fucking. Oh good. my god, that film that that film looks beautiful. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out. Like I have a big old TV that like I want to say it's 75 inches. It's huge, and I'm sitting pretty close to it, and it it looks fucking beautiful. And I'm like, what did they record this on? What did they clean it up with? This is wonderful. <laughs> yeah, they were the restoration that they did that was amazing. Oh my god, like, whoo! Yeah. <laughs> like, wow. uh, I, mm-hmm. I, I, one of my favorite parts of that was uh, when George first left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, all right, and with that, I think I'm going to quit the band. Yeah. <laughs> and the, just like, yep, I'm, I'm done. The episode one cliffhanger. Well, throughout that episode, yeah. you see, like, he wants to be a bit more involved. <laughs> And it's something I didn't realize because mm-hmm. I've always been a fan of especially later Beatles. Um, I like yeah. the earlier stuff too, but I really like the later stuff. I felt like it was more like um, mature writing. Yes. In a sense. And I didn't realize how much of that was Paul. Because as far yeah. as solo careers, I wasn't like, I like George and John's solo career much more than Paul. So Ooh, I, I, just, I was actually shocked. I, I like. I like Paul's a little. I like George. I like George. Mm-hmm. I like them all, but I I do enjoy Paul's. And... I'm not saying Paul's solo career is bad, but between the four, I like John and George. I, I mean, I do enjoy Paul's stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like Paul's Paul McCartney's stuff. I think that he does. He had like a lot of great like hits in there, like especially with like McCartney and Ram. Mm-hmm. Ram, I think, is a great album. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a little. 
Yeah, it's it is very com- widely known as one of his better ones. I mean, I also enjoy a lot of the stuff that he did with Wings. Yeah, now, I was about to say it, Wings the is later, the big one. <laughs> yeah, Wings is the big one. Yeah, absolutely. They had some great stuff. Band on the Run is a great album. Yeah, I, I, oh, I got God, nothing yeah. against it. And they probably wrote one of the better Bond themes. Oh yeah, uh, Live or Let Die. I, I and I had the pleasure of seeing Paul in two thousand and two with my parents, Ooh. and um, yeah, he played. Oh, oh yeah, it was great. <laughs> he did play that, and right as that, like, da-na-na, so live and let die. Fireworks inside the shot scared the shit out of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Got me too. I knew it was coming. I had a feeling it was coming. <laughs> But it scared everybody. <laughs> Man, side note to that, I couldn't believe this. There were people who were leaving before he even played yesterday. Why, why would they leave a Paul McCartney show? I, it, they, I shit you not, man. He, he hit those first three notes of that song. There were people who stopped dead in their tracks and turned around. Yeah. Dead in their tracks. Like, it, I just... That's a good, I wanted to bring this up because that just that shows the impact that this band has oh, yeah. on people. Yeah. I, yeah. But yeah, he's I don't want like I don't want to downplay him because he is a, he is definitely a musical genius. I mean, this band you have musical geniuses in Ringo. Um, <laughs> I don't want to be too mean. I Ringo seems like a lovely guy. He did, and he really did see. And honestly, he he also seems like the funniest one. Yeah, <laughs> like John may be the Joker. Ringo was the funniest one. <laughs> well, I do. What I thought, what I really liked about this was, uh, like you don't see the Beatles break up. George leaves for like a couple days, and yeah. they they convince him to come back. But you definitely see why they broke up. Because yeah. George wants to be involved with the writing. Uh, Paul is just dominating. And what makes it frustrating is that Paul is not like a jerk or anything. He's just like, hey, do it this way. Hey, do it that way. Hey, do it this way. Yeah. The whole time. Yeah. And I almost get a feeling through a lot of the songwriting process, John just feels kind of checked out, just joking, chilling. Yeah, he did He did seem mostly checked out, except for when he brought stuff yeah. to the table. Yeah, he brought stuff later, and then he seemed a bit more involved. But, like, early on, when they're just kind of jamming, like, it's just Paul. And yeah, but I mean, it it was very incredible to watch him literally write the song "Get Back" yes. on a bass using chords, yeah, like full guitar chords, and just kind of like humming, figuring out a phrase. And you hear the music, you hear it, mm-hmm. like you recognize that, like boom, 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 yeah, boom, boom, and it, you're just like, okay. No, there's a couple. Songs. And you hear him, yeah. You hear him kind of like singing it off tempo a little, and I mean, in your head, you're like, "Come on, Paul, yeah, you're almost there, yeah, you're almost there." No, there's a couple. I songs. am the ball. That's the yeah. main one, but there's a couple songs where like you kind of <laughs> yeah, hear that, them that like is... jamming it out. You're like, "Oh that my god, I know that song." You're like, oh my. "That is the main one, though." Yeah. They they do play "Get Back" quite a bit. Yeah throughout this whole documentary. Well, to spoil it, like, they're playing this big show, they're gonna do a live show. Um, well, it was a television program yes. first. Yeah, and, like, yeah. they keep on pushing back the dates, and to spoil this all, but, like, I guess, like, the thumbnail for episode three spoils it, too. Uh, this is all leading up to the famous rooftop concert. Yeah. Which... So, the television right? program... 
Well, like I think something happens where they push back. They wasted a few days because mm-hmm. they were trying to get George to come back in studio. Yeah. Or into that, into the well, it was a soundstage studio, mm-hmm. but then they decided to move everything to Apple, and that took about or Abbey Road, and that took what a couple of days to get all the gear. Yeah. Back to I don't. Yeah. It was at least a day gone. It might have been a weekend. A day, yeah. Mm. It might have been. They might and yeah. And I think they started working on stuff, and George was going to come in. Mm-hmm. And they, some, a piece broke. George, you still have this equipment? Yep, I'll be right there. And he rushed over with it, and then they started working. I did binge two and three, right, one right after the other. So I you mean, see, I, I, I three two was the long one, so I watched that one. I wanted to do three, but I also knew I need to. Uh, I want to take a break and kind of digest it. So I ended up doing three just last night, actually, because I was like, oh, okay. oh, I should get this done. But that was also the one I was most excited to watch. I want yeah. to see how much of the rooftop thing they would show, and I assume they did it all. They show the whole concert, which is awesome. I didn't the- even know they had the whole concert. But yeah, it's yeah. all there. They had all these I cameras did the beautifully whole show. cleaned up. Yeah, I, 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 I kind of love it when the moment when you know they don't the, those cops are there. They have yeah. no idea what end is up there at all. You see the look on that cop's face. He goes out there looking angry, mm-hmm. sees the Beatles, and kind of just has that moment where he's like, he he realizes, okay, what is my next step? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I, I do think it's like, very safe. I think to... my favorite one is like the whole time, the whole time they were there, George rarely took his eyes off the cops. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm well, George was in the best position. He was on the rooftop <laughs> opposite where the cops came in. So, like, he's like still kind of playing, John... but kind of looking. <laughs> John realized they were there. Yeah. He just is like, oh, I'm going to start sending to you. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, what. Uh, I think, without a doubt, it has to be the whole thing because in that set, they play Get Back three times. They do. They <laughs> open like, okay. and close with it. Yeah. They... Not only do they open it, but they play it again. Yeah, it's the second song, too. It's like, okay. <laughs> what are they doing? They're recording. <laughs> like, okay, I, I think we're gonna, you're cool. going to hear Get Back a couple times in this documentary. I mean, cool. Yeah, I mean, it's a good, I, I enjoyed the song. It's a bit much, but I enjoyed what? the song. I enjoyed what I didn't get is, yeah, and I agree. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's already. I wouldn't say it's like top tier. Yeah, I don't. I won't go that far either. But I do enjoy it. it, it I enjoy good. it. It's, it's punchy. It's got a good. Uh, I yeah. Yeah. Mm. I, got a good. Vibe. I, I, I think I think for you, blue is has a better vibe. But you know, you see, I don't even like country see. songs, but I like that song. <laughs> for you, blue. Yeah. Yeah, Which well, is, it, it's gotta I, be I, as I love it because it's, it's, get, but it's, like, it's about George, George Harrison, I dig. Well, mm. it definitely has that, like, you know, Chet Atkins, like, mm-hmm. old, like, kind of rhinestone country yeah. type of honky-tonk feel, which is the shit George loved. Yes. Well, George loved, his, his taste in music was so diverse. Yeah. So diverse and just, wow. Like, you want to talk about someone whose music, like, his collection that I would have loved to dig through? Mm-hmm. And then, like, can we listen to this? Can we listen? Well, what's your favorite thing in here? Let's listen to that. Yeah. <laughs> what makes you want to put it, pick up an instrument when you listen to it? Can mm-hmm. we listen to that? Yeah. <laughs> but, George, yeah. Like, when it comes to George yeah. Harrison, like, what I like about him is that you don't know exactly what you're going to get, but it's probably going to be awesome. You know? 
what I, for me as being like a really big Harrison fan, mm-hmm. what I loved the most about this was it really showed like something that I, I see in his songwriting. Well, I, I hear in his songwriting, but I see it in the person a lot in it's his vulnerability yeah. as like as a human being. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this was still when he's starting to get into that, you know, Indian philosophy mm-hmm. in life. But he's still, you know, not quite. He wasn't quite fully into it as he was, as he later got in life. Yeah. But you know, he now. But you still hear it, and I kind of feel like the Beatles was something that he felt was weighing him down as a person. Mm-hmm. And I kind of I picked up on that a lot with just I guess you know just how his body language well, was, because yeah. like he felt more comfortable whenever he was next to like, or um, damn it. About you brain farting on the name. <laughs> no, no, no. When uh, I noticed that he felt more like comfortable and in his shell mm-hmm. whenever he was like sitting, whenever he was just playing with John or yeah. him and Ringo. Yeah. And I noticed that Paul again was kind of like that. And he kind of, you know, felt like maybe it was like a school, like an older. Yeah. Sibling thing. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. Like I said, it's not like Paul's a jerk in this. Paul's actually seems very nice, but he is controlling the band very much. And you, you really, yeah. like when George leaves, you kind of got the sense that was it. And then, like the next day, when the three of them are supposed to come in, John just sleeps in, and they they have to call him yeah. in, and he comes in super late, and then they you get that conversation between John and. Uh, Paul. Paul. Yeah. And John or, John's essentially voicing what George is saying. Just like, listen, dude, you just come you're listen, we love you, but you just come in, you just take over. We don't really get a say and Yeah, we don't really John just put it to him straight. Yeah. And it's the same way George was trying to say it, but yeah. he George you could tell that like, he was getting frustrated because he just he, he wanted to try and be clear but he felt like i'm trying not to be a jerk about this mm-hmm. yeah exactly like, you're not listening mm-hmm. and he's like well i'll play whatever you want me to play even if you don't want me to play i'll do whatever you want me to do mm-hmm. like yeah. and it's just like i could tell like okay that you're treading water but yeah. i could tell that you you're frustrated george mm-hmm. yeah well uh what was that uh <laughs> maybe you know this uh i i was a little bit confused by this because like it was revealed at the end, like, John and uh, Paul hadn't written a song together really for years. You know, other than, like, somebody comes up with a song, maybe they add a little bit to it. But, yeah. like, as yeah. far as co-songwriting, yeah. Yeah. Like, together? No, yeah. Almost all the songs years. are Most McCartney of the stuff was either John yeah. or Paul would present them as full, and you could usually tell because in the, those years... It would either be uh, whoever sings wrote it, typically. Yeah, yeah, that that's what. <laughs> or sometimes like they would me, give yeah. one to Ringo to sing. Yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, I yeah. was actually wondering why, like Lennon and McCartney, obviously like had a contract that where they share all the credits. I was actually confused yeah, why Harrison think, wasn't in on that. I, I believe it was more because at the time. Mm-hmm. They were the two primary ones who yeah. were the songwriters. It and might George be, yeah. just hadn't brought anything or done anything like that. So maybe that's it. Yeah, because George definitely you know, was way more into songwriting at the point where this uh, film. Oh yeah, like I mean he he presented like 
a few songs that would later he presented well like what would later be one of his his third album i believe uh all things must pass yeah well i that what? full song yeah that was it's I'm very sure. early hmm. uh, fun fact phil collins actually performed drums on that album and his uh entire uh work was cut <laughs> I, I did know that yeah phil collins talks oh, about sure. that in his yeah. book Oh <laughs> like, uh, yes, his third. It was his third studio album uh, that he had released uh, in 1970. So he had released a few prior. Yeah, you know, solo while the Beatles were still together. But I mean, uh, let me see. There was a. Uh, oh. <laughs> it just opened up with an old, an early one, Wonderwall music, which was a soundtrack, I believe. Uh, yeah, it was a soundtrack to a 1968 film called Wonderwall. Oh. Uh, and electronic sound, and this was uh, two tracks under uh, uh, that one. Is no, about I remember, like, I wasn't sure, like, maybe there was an album I was missing, because I looked up on Spotify, and there was, like, a full album, and there was, like, a single, pretty much. It was just, like, a couple tracks. Yeah, it looks like it's uh, him experimenting with stuff. So, like, his, like, cool. uh, All Things Must Pass might be, like, his first, because I always thought of that as his first solo album, so that might be, like, his first, like, serious solo album. This is commercial, it was one of his commercially successful ones, because, I mean, it was the, it was him completely committed to that, and not, you know, yeah. like, a full album of George material. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, I, I've always just dug his, his songs yeah. a lot. Even the earlier ones, like uh, one of uh, my favorites, it's a, it, it's an early one. If I need someone, that's a great one. Mm -hmm. That's off of, uh, I believe that's off of uh, Revolver. Of course, we always have to admit his greatest song ever is "Got My Mind Set on You." <laughs> <laughs> that's I, the best video of all time. You know, I enjoy that song, but but, but not only that, <laughs> George had a great career solo, even after, and even found success with another group. After the Beatles, that does sound familiar. the same type of thing. That, yeah, yeah, the Traveling Woolberries. That's right. Okay, <laughs> you know, with like Jeff Lane from ELO. Yeah, a couple um, of nobodies. Mother, <laughs> motherfucking Roy Orbison, yeah. <laughs> Bob Dylan, Tom Petty. Fucking and no names, um, yeah. I'm, I'm forgetting somebody. Am I? No. I Tom Petty, so. Bob Dylan, Jeff Lane. Roy Orbison and George Harrison. Right. Yeah, no, that's yeah, yeah that's mm -hmm. all of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's still like, whoo, that is a lineup. And you know yeah. what? Never, I never knew that Dylan and Petty could sing harmony. Yeah, quite well together. Yeah, like, you. I, 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 I can't believe I never put that together. Yeah, no, like if if you think about it, that actually seems like something that would work. And it, and, yeah. and there's evidence of it even on um uh, handle with care. Because there's, they do say enough for uh, like part of the uh, chorus together. <laughs> like yeah. everybody's got somebody. <laughs> but I also like watching this. I remember thinking back a few months ago when Paul brought up uh, the reason the Beatles ended was John came in and said he was done. That's well, the thing. Like now that he says that, I'm watching this. It's like yeah, that's probably exactly what happened. And John and George were just done at that moment and yeah I, I mean Ringo still ever the professional was mm -hmm. always the first one there 
Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Notice that Ringo was always the first one there. And hell, hell, Epstein was right. He was the best Beatle. Yeah. He was. <laughs> he was. <laughs> sure. I had to look up hey. why he was putting towels on his drums. Because I, I was watching it like, I am so confused. Why is he? <laughs> What'd you find out? Oh. I know why, but go. Oh, okay, yeah, actually, I, now that I've brought it up, I should probably say it, because I did look. Ringo would also play with a thin tea towel draped over the toms and a pack of cigarettes or a roll of masking tape resting on the snare. As a final touch, Ringo removed the resonant heads from his toms, creating a louder, flatter effect. You see this all in action during the Beatles' famous rooftop concert. And you see it throughout the footage on here that his drums are always set up like that. Like, as someone who's seen lots of, like, Phil Collins and Neil Peart and, uh, God, uh, Carrie, the guy from Tool. Lots of drum Dan camps from them. Dan Danny. Daniel. Dan Daniel yeah, Carey. Yeah, yes. Danny Carey. Yes. Like, great Mother drummers. And I've Danny never Carey. seen them put a towel on their drum kit. And I was like, what is um, Ringo doing? I, I, mm. I've seen a picture of Danny in studio. Really? And he had, like, what looked like one, but... Maybe I, experimenting with it. Mm. Maybe. Mm. Possibly. I mean, I it, maybe it was something that required heavier, like, you know, attack on it. Yeah. I'm not a drummer, and I and if you're a drummer and I use the wrong terminology, yeah. I, I'm sorry. I'm not a musician at all. <laughs> I'm someone who spent a couple days uh, learning the first few uh, chords on guitar to their way to heaven and finding I didn't have a passion for it and going, oh, I probably should <laughs> <laughs> you went from you went to stairway you didn't even start with smoke on the water no i started right. with stairway i went right for it and i got like the beginning of it down i was like i'm not really digging you this. went for Maybe a song that would this. normally get you kicked out of a guitar store yeah right. yeah exactly <laughs> i went right for it <laughs> i've heard i've seen i've seen i have seen somebody play that and they do not kick you out mm. that's that's a lie I've never seen it happen. Maybe in some stores. But oh, I've never seen. Well, if, it if that if they don't get kicked out and the person's not doing the job, I will kick them. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what the employees might doing, want... but I'm kicking you out. <laughs> well, like I said, I've never seen it happen, mm -hmm. but that's not to say an employee won't walk by and turn the power strip off to that amp. Ooh. <laughs> Sorry, no stairway to heaven. <laughs> and that's an actual quote from a former employee of a, of a store there because <laughs> i asked him about it once he's like no no we don't kick him out but you know that power strip might find its way off what do <laughs> do do people play guitar with that song that common song to play? <laughs> um honestly there was a time when i would when i would go in there <laughs> and i would hear a lot of good charlotte riffs played a lot yeah like a lot of pop punk stuff. Yeah. Meanwhile, I just kind of walked to the back, towards the towards the acoustic stuff, <laughs> and just kind of go in that one little quiet room. Yeah. Pick one up. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> but I just like to come in here and play this guitar mm -hmm. in this tiny little closet. That's all. It has great sound. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, we're talking about this, obviously, and then uh, next podcast uh, that I'll be doing with George, we'll talk about that towards the end. Um, yeah, it's going to be an our music one. And keep in mind, I'm not a musician, and I'm talking to people who are musicians, like George oh. and Bobby here, who have music yes. experience, and I'm I'm the movie guy. 
I'm the well, comic yeah. book guy. <laughs> well, the creative process for this, like I said, mm -hmm. I just I, I loved that so much. Oh yeah. Well, and what what's funny about this dot? Well, not really funny. What I found interesting the most about it was the belief that most fans have or even just the casual fan of the Beatles mm -hmm. thinks that they were kind of at, at each other's throats yeah. near the end, mm -hmm. near these last two albums, yeah. which, which eventually they, we he all hear stuff that later would be uh, let it be in Abbey Road. Yes. Uh, but they really weren't. No. I just think I it think was they, more they were burnt out on being Beatles. Like I said, or like we said, yeah. Paul was really taken over. That being said, it's not like Paul yeah. was a jerk. Uh, John yeah. would still be there. He would do his jokes. Um, but yeah, you could you could see like like just watching this. It's like the only way Beals will survive is if they take a break, or if they just continue with Paul and Ringo, because it's yeah. those are the only two I could really see really excited to just keep the Beatles pace going as 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 it is at that point. Yeah. I think Ringo wouldn't have cared. He just would have gone. Yeah, Ringo. Right. You could tell Ringo was game for whatever. Ringo. Yeah. <laughs> and, and John and George are just like just anything but. <sighs> like I even see a few times when they start arguing. Like you see Ringo just kind of like I just can we play music? Mm-hmm. Just go back to playing music. But I see like how their morale is kind of like everyone starts getting slouchy. And at first, when like that bickering kind of starts back and forth, and that nitpicking and whatever, yeah. And as it later evolves throughout the documentaries, even in the second one, you see it change up to where that starts to happen again, and you start to see it slowly just you know start get dis or uh, defusing it, and then it starts becoming few and few, and then. They just get to creating music yeah. and actually playing music together. You see them go in and immediately listen to what they just did. Mm -hmm. And they're just smiling, dancing, yeah. like, you know, bopping each other, just like, yeah. or just like bobbing their heads, just smiling. And they, they look like those four kids with mop tops again, only just much, gr much grown. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, as a fan, that's, mm -hmm. that's the one thing I loved the most, just mm -hmm. watching them all giddy, listening to what they would, had just recorded and worked on, hearing like ways that they're thinking like, okay, so what can we do with this? Let's work on this. Well, yeah. <laughs> even the, even them, I think they were re-recording or they were recording across the universe. Mm -hmm. Like that, that was, that was cool. Mm -hmm. And, um. Well, I would even say a lot of the creative process they're doing, like it, it applies across like lots of things. Like you have like a lot of times like what you saw mainly here was like the two different sides. Uh, Paul is I want to structure everything down and get kind of down, even though he would jam a bit. Like he would lots of times want to kind of structure it out and figure out what he's going to do before he plays it mostly. Whereas yeah. you, on the other side you have George. Let's just belt some shit out, see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> and and he even talks about how like I just like playing with Eric. He's mm -hmm. so much better at that than I am, and I want to. I'm not that. Yeah as good as he is and it's fun it's funny to hear that because mm -hmm. i've read eric's book and in that he talks about how george was one is was one of his favorite players mm -hmm. like, there was things george could do that he like never could and wishes he could and it's just it's it's nice to hear that praise from both of them though yeah. eric was a different person when he wrote that than he is eric, today, but yeah 
that's not something to probably talk on to in the next podcast but like even in phil collins book uh he doesn't go into it but he talks about how eric clapton and robert plants were two of his best friends they met like early 80s maybe even late 70s two of his best friends and to this day he is still friends with robert plant doesn't address (laughs) the other (laughs) it's like okay That's funny. I don't recall him ever mentioning um, uh, Phil at all in Eric's book. Really? <laughs> he didn't. He didn't. Yeah. Wow. I, mean, I wonder if something went I down recall, between them. Because I, well, Eric. I don't like recall them ever saying. mentioning. I mean, maybe, maybe it's been years. Like, so it's worth God, it's, I, I can't believe he won't mention them, though, because we were working together when I was reading it. So. Okay. I mean, it was a while it's, ago. But Phil produced yeah. one of his albums. He recorded drums with him on another album. Well, he did he, every album Phil produced, he plays drums on. Yeah, and then yeah. so at least two albums of his, he's the drummer. And he helped him write Behind the Sun, which was done at his place. Uh, not a great song, but that he was very much involved. <laughs> um, Maybe. What else? Uh, so, oh like, yeah, he was a when was it you said that they worked together? Uh, when was largely you... throughout the eighties? Like a huh. lot of his albums throughout the eighties. Eric's album. I believe that's still. Yeah, he might have started cleaning up then. Yeah, maybe Eric. I, don't know. But, yeah. I think he might have, because I mean, the one part of it I remember being very clear in that book mm-hmm. was uh, his wake up call was George and Patty, George's ex-wife and Eric's ex-wife, both came came to his house and was like, yeah, we're taking you to a rehab center. You're getting clean. You don't yeah. have a choice. Well, he did talk about, about, about Eric very much. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, Eric, in his own book, he even said his evening consisted of a bottle of vodka, an eight ball of Coke, and uh, deciding whether or not to blow his brains out with a shotgun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ever, yeah, so that's just a Jesus. Uh, yeah, yeah, you need you need to stop that shit. Yeah, uh, well... Uh, I'm- also, I'm going to stand on a tiny soapbox here. Cocaine is bad for you. Yes. Well, Phil talks about how... Uh- how uh, throughout the '80s, lots of people wondered, "Wow, how are you? Do- how are you producing all these albums? How are you doing stuff with Genesis? How are you doing your solo career?" His response was, "Well, you know, I was a lot younger back then, and Coke helps." <laughs> I, I I will admit, I I've been slowly getting into Genesis over the few years, so mm-hmm. I'm kind of super jealous you go into because I kind of remember you talking about it, and I space on getting tickets, so yeah. I, I'm mad at myself. But they also, were expensive, but it, it should. I bet oh, they are. Yeah. <laughs> I bet. Are you in nosebleeds and are they still expensive? Row 10. <laughs> oh. Yeah, the, the nosebleeds were kind of expensive and they sold fast. And I said, fuck it. We're going to spend a little bit extra. I think like 60 bucks extra and get good fucking seats. <laughs> yeah, I kind of, I, I, I did that for uh, the last time Dead & Company came a few years ago. I was fair, I was really close. I was the closest I have been to them. Like I, I've been to like a big show like that. I think the only time I was ever closer was a few years ago when 
uh, I went to see Fish in Dayton, and I picked I picked a seat to where I could literally see the back of the keyboardist. Nah. Like the, his back rig was kind of catty cornered to where my seat was, so like I could see the whole band. Nah. But nice. I mean, you know, if, if you're into Fish and you happen to go see them. Try and get one on uh, the uh, stage y- your left, mm-hmm. where where their keyboardist Paige sits because pa- Paige is cool. Uh, so yeah, he's great. He's a great pianist. Linking back, Fish actually did do uh, the cover performance Genesis for Genesis at the Hall of Fame. For their induction. Yeah. Yeah. They also. Uh, yeah, they did. They are. They're. Uh, I that that I watched Trey talk about that. And he also uh, was he wanted he was also campaigning to get uh, them to do one for Rush too, no. but he opted out when he found out Les wanted to from Primus. Oh shit! So he was like, ah, if "There's anyone who's a bigger Rush fan than me. It's Les." Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but yes, I have watched their uh, Genesis cover. Yeah. Well, no, they they have yeah. quite a few songs. Uh, they did at least, I want to say, three. Two or three. Yeah, they, I think it was, I have watched. I want to say they did Watcher the Skies, which made sense. And I think they also did No Reply at All, which really fucking baffled me. <laughs> it's like, uh, okay. <laughs> hey, I, I'm a fan. Sometimes they do stuff where I go, what are we doing? Yeah, boys? no, it, it was I mean, definitely okay. like, that's the song I mean, you're going with of everything. <laughs> I mean, this is cool, but yeah, what are we doing? <laughs> Next, we're going to do Who Done It. Why? <laughs> so, well, you see, the drummer had to sing. Their drummer sings. All every member in that band sings, which I find impressive. And for me, like as a musician, like again, I don't play the drums, mm-hmm. but I've fucked around on like dr- on my on drummers that I've played with on their kits before and my friends' drum kits. It's already an exhausting activity. Yeah. Because you, like you're moving all four parts of your body, but you got to keep it at a certain time in mm-hmm. similarity. Yeah, which is keeping musical time like, like in time. Mm-hmm. So that's already challenging enough. So I think if you're trying to do that and you're moving your whole body and then trying to sing while engaging in that activity, I, there are a few people on this earth I have seen that I can think of right off the top of my head who are musicians and can do that successfully. Um, first and foremost on that list is, sorry, man, Levon Helm. Well, yeah, I mean, Phil, Phil Collins, Phil yeah. Collins does it, but he, he limits it as much as possible. Cause you could watch yeah. any video of them doing in the air tonight yeah. live and know, and know what we mean. Yeah. No, Guess he, which part he will he plays. do it there. Yeah. He won't. Guess which part he's going to play. <laughs> I bet you that's gonna happen at your show, man. I'm calling it now. Now nah, he's they, they, well, uh, unless they do a twist, they are not doing in the air tonight. Mm. <laughs> it, it'll close it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, um, but yeah, the Beatles. Yeah, Beatles. Yeah, no, we're we're talking about. And Dave Grohl. Yeah. Dave Grohl's number three on that list. Oh yeah. Uh. It's kind of crazy when, when you have these he's been, drummers that can sing. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> but John Fishman is also on there, mostly just because he also plays, uh, along with all of those, everyone, just to talk about another four-piece real quickly, mm-hmm. who actually has, I will segue back to the Beatles. 
they're all multi-instrumentalists, but their drummer also has this amazing talent of playing a vacuum. Yes. Like an old Electrodux. Okay. Old mm. one from like the 70s. Yeah. So it's something that his mom used to do at like their county fair growing up as a, as a little girl, and she taught her son how to do it. And like it's something that he'll go on stage and do. There's even a few songs that they'll do that were written by kind of a local hero of their college scene. Like songs that he wrote and recorded that they cover and play everywhere and people think are him, but it's really just this crazy out like abstract avant-garde artist mm. that recorded like three things. Yeah. But how he'll rec- he'll stick like the tube in his cheek. So it'll kind of be like this. Mm-hmm. So he'll but he'll make like a and the sucking noise will still be there the whole time, but he can make it like notes. I it, It's the weirdest thing to see. I personally, the two times I have seen that band live, they have not done it either times. I've seen plenty of webcasts where they do it. Um, I mean, they're already a weird enough band. Some people think their lyrics are too off and out there and weird. I mean, I think it's cool that the majority of their bulk of their course material from starting days mm-hmm. was all based off of the guitarist senior thesis, mm-hmm. a fantasy story he wrote. <laughs> I think that's fucking cool. Nah, it sounds like a great D and D campaign. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he, and yeah, he's, he's into prog rock and stuff. And, you know, he was raised by his mother who wrote a bunch of musical theater for their local high school <laughs> and hear a lot of musical theater elements in his music, especially that early stuff that's based off of that thesis. Yeah. But the, to get back to the Beatles uh, yeah. for Halloween, the beat uh, or uh, for Halloween, Fish will always do what for years they would do like musical costumes where they'd cover a full album. One year they did the Beatles White Album. Holy smokes, that's not even uh, a short one. I want to say nine. I want to say ninety four. Oh, dude, one year they did Quadrophenia. The, how long is the White yeah, Album? Yeah, um, got me wondering how long. Uh they they fit it into one set, man. I, no, mean, I mean, obviously you can, there were ones that you can have a long. There were ones. Set. You know. Well, I mean, obviously there were ones that they did that they made now. short mm-hmm. and played, but that's about the average time of a set at a concert. Mm-hmm. But it was a Halloween show, so they were playing three full sets. So, because they'll do like their first set, the musical costume set, which is like the cover, and then the third and final set, and then the encores. Mm-hmm. Usually in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but the Beatles. Yeah, this is a fantastic documentary. I'd say, yeah, if you're not a fan of the Beatles, obviously don't watch it. If you're a moderate fan at all, totally worth checking out, well, and especially watch it. And if you're if you're a fan, if of, it's been a while, yeah, watch it. It'll it, rekindle your love. If you're a fan of uh, musical documentaries as well, definitely worth checking out. Oh, uh, fun fact: uh, the audio engineer on this uh, for the the albums and these the recordings. Tape watcher. Yeah, Alan Parsons. Uh, and fun fact, that actually was an old occupation when people dealt with reel-to-reel tape. Yeah. Um, right after high school, I went to a audio engineering school, and half of the uh, studios there were those old reel-to-reel tape studios. Like, there was one that was designed by the same guy who did Electric Ladyland Studios in London, and it looked cool. Yeah. It looked cool. But that one had, like, a big old analog board and a big old tape machine. And whenever we would be have like a lab in there, which a lab was, we recorded a band. Yeah, somebody had to be the tape and literally just stand there, watch the tape, mm-hmm. make sure it 
runs perfectly. Yeah. Make sure it doesn't turn or do anything like that. Yeah. Mm. Make sure it runs like that. That is literally that person's job. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, tape watcher. No, yeah. it's, it's one of those Alec jobs. Parsons. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's one of those jobs that you don't really need until very suddenly you very much do. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, and now since most music is recorded digitally yeah. or off of laptops, it, there there's no need for it. However, that gets a debate that is kind of no longer in existence, but it will be for like amongst some engineers, and it's mostly just preference. I personally think analog sound just kind of sounds better, and digital can do everything they can to emulate it, but cannot duplicate it. See, George feels the same way, and maybe because I'm more uh, uh, just casual, like I'm cool with, uh, digital. <laughs> get, so get you heard George bit. say the same thing. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Get, give me, give me he sounds all right. He, he, he sounds all right. 256 bits, and I'm okay. <laughs> 256 yeah, yeah, bits I mean, per it, second, I'm good. <laughs> and I'll admit, for some stuff, mm-hmm. it does work. It does sound a lot better. For, like, you know... I would never argue okay. that sounds better, but I think it's... I think I, I would argue it, that lots of times you can't really tell a difference. Lots of times <laughs> But sometimes the dirty uh, kind of adds, so... That, well, it, yeah, and it depends on what's being recorded, I think. Yeah, that too. <laughs> like, like if it, if we're talking like NWA early '90s hip hop, oh yes, analog. Yeah, yeah. analog. I Any modern day hip hop or rap? Yeah, just throw them in front of a laptop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it doesn't matter because all it'll just mostly like most hip hop, it'll just sound or modern day, it'll just sound overproduced. Well, uh, I think it was Neil Young that, that confessed, yeah, you can buy my stuff on vinyl, but I record digitally, and I have for years. <laughs> yeah, he has, and I go, I hate to say this to the purists, because I, I know what they mean, but I have been for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the last, uh, there was a few years ago, they were doing a tour of his one of his homes, or he had some crew out there, and he was showing off his studio. It was like... Somebody makes a brand of like microphones and he had one and he was just showing off his studio for that company. They were doing a little promo thing, which was cool to look at that studio. But yeah, when I saw that giant digital console and computers, I was like, oh, Neil, <laughs> Neil, you fucking have a reel to reel right there, right there, yeah, man. Yeah. Or a computer. <laughs> I get it. And he Can says, I like, play I World just of Warcraft more. on a reel to reel? And he's like, and, and I'll. He also said, and also in a sense, you know, it, it kind of makes me be cheap, too. I don't have to pay somebody. Mm. <laughs> oh, and one last thing I, I want to add before we move on. All right. uh, this documentary does conclusively prove, yes, Yoko's weird singing crap was bad, but she did not end up. <laughs> no. No, in fact, they actually encouraged her to join on a, some, on a few sessions. Yeah. And she actually legit sang, like, not that, um, uh, what have you. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, that happened. Yeah. No, like, there was no, like, animosity towards her at all. It was just, no, was there. Yeah. Lots of them had, like, uh, Linda. Like, there was even, Linda was there all the time, too. Linda was there, yeah. I, I never saw Pat, I never saw George there or George's wife there. Mm-hmm. Was, I think she was, was there one night. I, I think she was there on the. Was uh, he married then? Because uh, I saw he got married in seventy eight. Was he? Did he have a first was his wife? Girlfriend. 
Our maybe girlfriend. His girlfriend. Well, yeah, yeah Patty, I, I didn't know. Patty, I was thinking maybe yeah. he might be single because uh, we. Yeah, I think he was don't... dating. I think. I think he might have been dating Patty at that time. Maybe Patty and Ringo's yeah, Patty. wife didn't stop by a whole lot, but we do see her as well. She, yeah. she seemed like a hoot. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, don't blame Yoko. Hashtag don't blame Yoko. Yeah. And also you know, hashtag yeah, her throat singing does suck. <laughs> Yeah, I think that shock from Little McCartney, uh, his daughter's reaction to it, yeah. just smiling, yeah. trying to be nice. But uh, let's see. uh, let's. Oh yes, Hawkeye. Uh, yes. There's this Hawkeye series, but let's go ahead and talk about No Way Home for an hour, hour and a half. <laughs> yes. No, Haw Hawkeye, I swear to God, this is a fucking stealth series. This came out, and I didn't even know it was coming. I thought it was coming out, like, next year. I thought they were, like, still shooting it, and all of a sudden it's out. I, and I'm like, just, what? I I'm thought it was, like, later. Yeah. I thought it was, like, starting, like, next week. Yeah. No, uh... Yeah. We, we probably I, won't I talk about the first too. two episodes last week, but we went for Cowboy Bebop instead, and now we got three episodes of Hawkeye to talk about, so... Yep, and it's kind of good because I actually really like the last one. I I really enjoyed it. Yeah, like I thoroughly enjoyed everything I watched from it. Um, I <laughs> I I will admit from all the trailer footage I watched when I saw the uh, Rogers the musical, I just laughed. Yeah. What type of crap would that would that be? Mm -hmm. And we get to see what type of crap right off the bat. And I I just yeah that. That happened. A musical version of the first Avengers movie. And I do have to say, in that movie, Ant-Man is really the standout cool. character. He's so good in that movie. I mean, he wasn't even there. He wasn't even <laughs> he there. He was just really tiny. You didn't see him. <laughs> fun, fun fact, though. Um, the guy who I'm uh, presuming was playing Howard Stark, the guy who we first see spotlighted singing, Got that's it. an actor by the name of Adam Pascal. And uh, he was in a small independent movie called uh, SLC Punk. Have you oh. seen SLC Punk? No, I haven't. But he was Eddie. Okay. He was this guy called Eddie in the show in that movie. Mm -hmm. But it, it was somebody who I saw, and I instantly went, "Hey, Adam Pascal, awesome!" Because not he did done like a few independent films, but he later went back to what he started getting into acting in the first place, which was theater, theatrical, and he's had a great career doing that better than he has ever had on screen like on screen he's had a better career on stage than on screen so more power to him i'm happy i was happy to see him in this i was like oh hey that's cool that's cool he's great well uh, who do you say is the main character in this because we like <laughs> it starts out mainly with kate bishop but like i definitely feel like in the first episode that's kate's story it's her introduction to the series, absolutely. Or but like, he definitely is more prominent as you go on. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I do want to say I like I like them as a team. And they, they kind of had to grow on me, especially in episode three, because I actually wasn't really sure I was digging it until at the end of episode two. But then episode three, I was yeah. like, no, I'm kind of digging it. No, I'm... Yeah. I wasn't sure about it, but episode two kind of made me sway, like, you know, yeah, let it's me like, see where maybe, this goes. Maybe, and then three, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm... It's that Marvel trend, man. The yeah. first two, they keep you on the fence, and then that third yeah. one, you're like, all right, all right, let. It's like WandaVision, man. The first two, you're like, really? And then in the third one, you're like, okay, you fucking got me. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. It's that fucking trend, man. Yeah. But, yeah, uh... Yeah, I didn't even know it's Lucky. The, the name of the dog is Lucky, right? Or is it have an uh, I think so, yeah. Or it might be Buddy pizza? or Lucky, but still. <laughs> the pizza the dog. dog. That dog is cute. Yeah, and I'm that happy that he awesome. got a bath, finally. Yeah. I'm happy that thing got a bath. They need to take him out for a walk after, more like, often. <laughs> yeah, like... And I first saw him, it's like, okay, I'm gonna leave him. Like, no, you should give him a bath. He just got out of the fire. Mm -hmm. he, he was a brave boy. He needs a bath and, like... A whole pizza. Yeah. <laughs> he uh, needs a whole lot of pizza to himself. <laughs> a couple things we definitely need to talk about. Uh, so the one uh, crime boss, I don't remember her name. I know the name they eventually call her, but Echo. I don't think... Yeah, Echo is uh, what they yeah. call her. I don't know if they call her that in this series, though. Don't, don't they have a normal name they, for her? They, I, I can't recall the I character recall. name, but the episode name was Echo, but I'm... Well, I'm happy we're diving right into this one because uh, that uh, little pr like pre-show scene or the show or the clips of her when she was a kid. Yeah. And uh, her dad said her uncle. Yeah. Now it was an ADR lie, like recording. Mm -hmm. I heard that it was ADR. I yeah. Can tell. Oh yeah. But I think that's Kingpin, and as of today. Well, December 6, yeah. 2021, the day we recorded this. Yes. Uh, I read today that Kevin Feige did announce that Charlie Cox is going to be cast as Daredevil yeah. in the MCU from this point forward. Yeah. What he has said that is... possible Vince D'Onofrio. I mean, that, that yeah. that's fucking... I, I, I'm a fan of his, of that man's work. Oh, I know Vince D'Onofrio is... Just an amazing actor like as like if you want somebody to play a good villain oh my god i don't know if there's much better you can get Man. yeah or if you need him to play a very very like deep and tortured character you can cast him mm -hmm. i mean i i call up the movie uh steal this movie the abby hoffman story yeah he was depicting Abby with no, when Abby went through the mental health stuff, and you know, it had him to show very just breaking and un, not know what he needed to do. You know, that that was good, it was some powerful stuff. Powerful stuff. Well, Vince is a great actor, not and not, of course, he was Gomer fucking pile. <laughs> well, I don't want to like, I don't know, spoil it. Does it count as a spoiler? I guess we don't know, but that being said, uh, I think I was looking it up in comic book. Echo, her uncle is Kingpin, which is I assume why everybody's talking about it. It and you just see the hand and you kind of assume that's somebody important, but like just knowing the comic history, it's like know. ah. And I'm not gonna lie, I don't know who you'd cast after Vincent D'Onofrio plays it. He owned yeah. that role in Daredevil. You know, I mean, yeah, he was great. He was really great. Like, who was the one who did the voice for the animated series? Uh, I want to say, wasn't it, wasn't it Ed Asner? No. Oh, the animated series? No, Ed Asner was J. Jonah Jameson. Um, That's right. He was great. I don't know who did the voice of Kingpin in that. Uh, for a second, I thought you were going to go into the Spider-Verse, which would have been uh, Leo Schreiber, someone we talked about not that long ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah he, yeah, he did. He did. And that also has a trailer out too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That that looks good. 
Uh, I mean, it, for me, it all depends. If it's the same guy coming back, I'm on board. Period. I mean, yeah, I'm going to go I see mean, no matter I, what. But I, that you're, team... You're, you're, you're not going to tease that Spider-Man 2099 that easy. Like, I mean, my jaw, I was like, whoa, yes, yes. I don't, part one, well, fuck you. Now I have to wait for yeah, part two. Yeah, I know. Two. Now I'm like, God damn it, part one. But then I'm also like, if it's the same guys coming I, back and doing it, I'm on board. Yeah, yeah, it's the same Miles and the same Gwen so far, so. Well, I'm, I'm looking at the writer-directors, which I've not looked up. <laughs> but they are super talented. They are the same. The guys who did Into the Spider Verse are the same guys that did uh, the Lego movies. They're the same yeah. guys that did the Jump Street movies. They're they do these movies that shouldn't fucking work, and they do. Uh, Lord and Miller, Bill Lord, okay, and anyways, Lord and Miller. They're the guys that were supposed to do Solo, and Disney didn't like yeah. what they did, and replaced it with Ron Howard. I'm like, fuck! I want to see what they did. I want to see. What they did. Yeah, I, 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 I'm kind of curious. It's like I was not interested in a Solo movie, but then you said they're on board. Was I. I'm like, I want to see it, and then you kick them out. I'm like, okay, I'm not interested anymore. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I mean, I got nothing against Howard. No, nothing Ron Howard is Howard. a very talented guy. Um. And he worked with what he could. Yeah. I, I, I don't think we needed to see the Kessel Run. No, no. There's lots of things in that. We don't need to see him get his last name. <laughs> no. <laughs> he could have just been born to Mr. or Mrs. Solo. I'm cool with that, too. <laughs> yeah. What's your family name? I don't have a family. Ah, uh, Han I mean, if Solo. anything, they, if anything <laughs> how I would have ended it was... Uh, how I would have ended that movie would have been a clip from a small, what is now not canon book, but I, that would have making that and that series canon. Uh, the series of Tales from uh, Moss Eisley and the uh, Tales of the Bounty Hunter and Tales from Jabba's Palace, that book that told you the backstory of all that other background characters in all those places. Okay. Like told you all that. But uh, yeah, for Greedos, I guess uh, there's a scene prior to the scene where we see in A New Hope mm -hmm. where he confronts them both sitting down talking. And he tries to, like, you know, get the money from Solo. Solo just doesn't even look up from his food. Chewie yeah. picks him up by the throat mm -hmm. <laughs> and holds him up high. And then Solo tells him, don't ever talk to me ever again <laughs> or he'll kill you. <laughs> it should have ended with that. Greedo <laughs> coming up, like, Solo, I presume, and then mm -hmm. just cutting out, nah. you know, credits. Yes. If you read awesome. the book, you knew what, you knew what was about to happen. Mm -hmm. People would think, well, wait, they messed it up. Like, no, it's canon. Mm -hmm. It's it, it's canon. <laughs> yeah, because those be books nice. take place in within that trilogy. So, I think I I still consider those canon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, let's see. I had well, I haven't read that many Star Wars, but yeah. Uh, going back to Hawkeye, and then immediately. Uh, kind of just talk about the series, so I'm immediately like, distracting from it. Uh, the other thing that came out recently was John Bernthal saying he's not interested in doing the MCU Punisher unless it's R-rated. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie, I'm 100% on board with it. I, I am too. 
Uh, I, and who, they've already they, they let Ryan Reynolds do it, and I think they're gonna and they're gonna let him too. Mm-hmm. Well, I I think they're kind of breaking ground with. Uh, I mean, we just talked about Get Back. Get Back, if it was released in theaters, would be R rated for some of the dumbest reasons ever. There's nothing really yeah, bad. Yeah, because they 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 curse a lot. Yeah, they smoke a lot, but, which I don't think gets an okay. R rating. But they say fuck more than once. That's not a Mac R rating, which is dumb. <laughs> Well, what is it? If you say it more than a what, like three times, if you it's say, an R rating. If you say it, if you say it twice, it's an R rating. You can have one. If you say it twice, yeah, you can have one fuck. Yeah, <laughs> you can give one fuck in your movie. You. <laughs> well, I think every fucking podcast we would do would be rated R. Oh yeah, fuck. no, our podcast is rated fucking R, like all the time. <laughs> fuck. It's hard. Fuck. 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 <laughs> well, shit. Now, uh, like, the PG-13, like, fuck, can sometimes have some fun. Uh, like, where are they gonna place it? I think Acreman has the best PG-13 fuck ever. Go fuck yourself, San Diego. <laughs> uh, did, did you honestly say that? Say what? <laughs> I just read the prompter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, I guess we should probably talk about Hawkeye. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, we've... Uh, I do think it's interesting. This is probably the first superhero Christmas show. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of Christmas stuff going on throughout here. I mean, look I mean, at this fucking poster. <laughs> <laughs> that dog. <laughs> yeah, and I've seen uh, actual pictures of that dog, so I'm assuming the eye is CGI, because I can't okay, imagine that's... putting makeup all over it. But yeah, the dog... Or, or like, maybe just the luck of them finding a dog like that. I mean, the unfortunate luck, but... No, no, like I said, I've seen that dog. The dog, his eyes are completely normal. Okay, that's good. So I'm assuming it's CGI, because I can't imagine covering a dog with makeup. Well, I'm sure that they put, like, an actual patch on the dog's eye, and it's probably a a trained dog, so... Possibly, it might be It won't, like, freak out like a normal dog. Yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? (laughs) What the hell is this? But yes, uh... Like, I'm digging this show. I want to see where it goes. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm de- I want to see Vincent Not Here's the thing with uh, Kingpin. I don't see who you could cast as Kingpin. If it's yeah, not I can't Vincent Nopera. Who? Who? <laughs> and that's, that's the thing. Like, with the exception of Iron Fist, those Netflix shows were largely pretty good, especially with their casting. Yeah. But I kind of want to see everybody I'll, get I'll back. I'll admit, I, I, I never really watched uh, Jessica Jones. Oh, dude. Season 1, Jessica Jones? Fucking good. Now, that, that might be one of I the best watch... seasons on there. Oh, God. What was... Yeah, and I did watch, like, all of uh, the Daredevil. And you I see, also you're ahead of me. The... I haven't seen season 3. I watched all the Nick Cage stuff. I watched most of Nick that... Cage. That's the thing. Like, that... when the series started getting cancelled, I was like, oh, I was catching up. I was like, oh. And I just lost motivation to finish them. But I mean, they're still on. They're still on Netflix right now, which I find. Oh yeah, I imagine. I think, most of, stay I think on they. There, I think they've yeah. all migrated. I think some of them have migrated over to Disney Plus. I I don't know about that yet because Disney Plus is still kind of squeamish about the R rate stuff. Yeah. Which I think they'll I, eventually figure out like an alternate or just get less weary on it because i know for the beatles thing they they even had peter jackson had to fight for them to keep the fucks in there yeah because they didn't want them in there 
Yeah, and it's just more like you wanted this. Mm-hmm. It's what happened. Yeah, you want the, the hardest R-rated thing on Disney Plus right now. Double check me if I'm wrong. It might be the Beatles documentary. <laughs> not that hard of an R, by the way. <laughs> no, not a hard R at all. You can handle f bombs. It's not R at all. <laughs> it becomes yeah. like PG with excessive smoking. <laughs> yeah, which is still weird to see. Uh. Like a warning about the smoke. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's that's Well, it's definitely the time too. People lighting up inside. It's one of those things like you don't even think about, but it's been years since people like smoking indoors has been outlawed and at the time I thought it was crazy, but Yeah. It's nice not to have yeah. cigarette smoke all the fucking everywhere. Oh Well, it, it is weird and I will I've been to a few places mm-hmm. very rarely. There was one like a few years ago. Uh, me and some friends, we just kind of took a day trip uh, across the state line mm-hmm. to uh, Kentucky and stopped to eat at a restaurant while we were in Kentucky. And uh, <laughs> we were asked, smoking or non-smoking? We looked yeah. at them like, what? Smoking yeah. or non-smoking? Yeah, we have both. Wow. Mm. Guys? And we all, at the time, we all smoked cigarettes. So we're like, yeah, smoking. Fuck yes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, okay, I'm just looking up stuff on Hawkeye right now. So, it's only supposed to be six episodes. Okay. That so means we're halfway through already. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, I thought it'd be fun to look up some trivia here. Uh, Echo is the second deaf superhuman to appear in Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, we have uh, Makari from The Eternals. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the show was originally tentatively planned as a movie. Okay. I could tell. I could tell it was planned for a movie. Yeah. Because sure. the cinematography in this movie, or this, this series. Yeah, no, it does look very good. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Haley Steinfeld, who played uh, Kate Bishop, also played Gwen Stacy in Spider-Verse, so uh, hey. Yeah. Oh, Her voice up, sounds uh, familiar. It brings up Adam Pascal. <laughs> yep. Uh, Jeremy Renner and Haley Steinfeld both learned American Sign Language to, for the actress Elite Cox, who plays Echo and is deaf. So she is actually deaf. So that's pretty fucking cool. That's um, cool. They both learned Amer- ASL for. Yeah, they look, cool. uh, uh, to my understanding, it's basic. They didn't learn, like, everything. But yeah, they. they they, so they the learned the basic form. Yeah, which is super cool. Um, super... Yeah, they didn't. Okay. But yeah, okay, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, oh. Jeremy Renner's a stand-up guy. They both are stand-up people. Yeah. I didn't realize we were halfway through. I thought we had at least eight episodes. So uh, Yeah. yeah. Alright, mm. cool. Uh, we'll, but... we'll definitely have to see where it goes. So Kingpin should be coming yeah. up soon. Kingpin. <laughs> Well, uh, I don't think we got into, like, what's been going on with the show. Oh, yes. Uh, so, there's Kate, oh, and the... there's Clint, and there's a dog. Is there uh, other a stuff? A good boy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what? Yeah, we didn't get into the crime syndicate stuff, which I like. Yeah, the, uh, the ki- Kate got kicked out of her uh, super elite, spoiled uh, girl yes, school is... that's super rich. Yeah, she's yeah. super fucking loaded, apparently. No, we... But more on that. We're gonna put a pin in that for now. Yeah, uh, she got kicked out of her Ivy summer winter 
school, whatever. They didn't really specify it was like a high school or a college. Mm-hmm. Hawkeye keeps saying how young she is, so I'm taking it she's like a high school student. So is she it's supposed to be that young? Her... I, I assumed early 20s. I assumed Yeah, well, she did say college. she was 22, which I thought was like, okay, yeah. maybe college then. Yeah, yeah. I was assuming but She college. has her own apartment in the city. And... Yeah. Well, the... it, it, it... Mm. Yeah. <laughs> she is very anyway. rich. I mean... The apartment yeah. they had in New York during 2012, where we we start out there, and we see yeah. the Avengers, uh, the alien attack. That apartment, so fucking fancy. Holy shit! In New yeah, York? it's it, it's a shame that tiny little corner of of that apartment was cluttered a little yeah. from the Chitauri. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which I... But she also sees that iconic shot of Hawkeye jumping off mm-hmm. and opening up his bow. And as he's jumping off that building, and at that moment, she just like we hear a voice say, "At that moment, I knew I wanted to be an archer." Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, here's a question: Do you think her father's actually dead? Because I wasn't sure if he's going to come back or not. I'm not going to lie; it looked like he was dying his hair, which makes me think he's coming back. <laughs> Maybe. No. I, I don't. I don't no. recall that scene of uh, him dying his hair. No, you don't see him dye his hair. I was just saying his hair looked dyed. Which makes me think they're trying to make him look younger. And then you're going to have an older him pop up. Maybe. Or it could just be the actor. Maybe. Not, not that yeah. actors are vain. Wait, I don't, I don't recall. What, what, what part is that? I don't, what, the, unless... uh, the, the show? It's just the very beginning where you see him briefly. That's, that's right. That's right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, had, I had opened it past the opening credits. I had started it when I first tried to start it last night when I fe- and I fell asleep oh. after I up after trying to watch mm-hmm. uh, something that I won't be able to <laughs> that I won't be on next week. <laughs> nah. oh, but, I see. but yeah, yeah, okay. So okay, yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, I don't know what role see... he'd play, but maybe. Yeah, I, I just thought it was weird but... that it looked like his hair was dyed. Okay, we do see, however, what uh, Kate did to get kicked out of her school. Yeah. <laughs> That bell shit. She did Holy a trick crap. shot with an arrow where she had some sort of like a grappling yeah. uh, hook thing attached to her arrow where she fired it in and under the bell and grabbed the, the rope and it started to ring the college bell, which I guess a bet was a bet. I don't know what the bet was over. Okay, but... I, I do want to stress, I'm kind of on Kate's side on this one. That shouldn't have caused the damage it did. Yeah, she yeah. shouldn't be doing that yeah. shit, but fuck, that bell was going to collapse at some point. If she... Just no, ring I, the I, bell is all she did. Ring. I completely agree with, with you. No, yeah, I'm on Kate's side on that one too. Yeah. Like, hey, there's who could have thought that would have happened? I'm, who? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna ring a bell and cause it to collapse. Wait, ring the bell, cause it to collapse? Who designed this fucking bell? I mean, I did. I did laugh really hard when that when the clock yeah fell hell off too. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is not good. And then it all just dropped. Like, oh, this oh, is shit. not good. Yeah. <laughs> It's an old bell. Plenty of old bells to crack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, this is cool. This mm. is cool. And then, uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> so she gets uh, kicked out of school for that, I think. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't get and, the, uh, yeah, the and stuff. So, uh, and th- but then we uh, cut to Rogers, the yes. musical. <laughs> Everybody's we see favorite singing musical. and dancing version of uh, Avengers 2012. Yes, of course. We get Iron Man, we get, of course, Rogers himself, we get Thor, we get Hawkeye, we get Black Widow, 
Uh, we get Hulk. We get Hulk, and we get Ant Man. Which at first know, I was like, uh, when I saw the that guy walking around in the green hood, I was like, is that fucking Loki? Yeah. Oh, it's like Hulk. Oh, that's yeah. supposed to be the Hulk. I see. This is off Broadway. I know. It's like gotta be a very <laughs> low budget Broadway production because Broadway productions think... look fucking better than that. <laughs> yeah, and like the guy with the uh, the. Uh, with the trapeze act or the uh, wire rope yeah. act for Iron Man. Yeah. Where I was like, is that kind of a slight dig at the Spider Man play? Yeah. You know, the one yeah, I wondered people. about that too. Cause, uh, <laughs> the one that killed Famous people. disaster. It's, yeah. Did anybody actually die or was it just injuries? I know that play was riddled with injuries. I think, it was, injuries. Injuries. I think yeah. it was injuries. Like lots of, like, you know, you can't do a show about injuring somebody. Maybe the show's not a good call. I <laughs> There are things called bad signs and bad omens. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that was kind of horrendous. And, yeah. I th- and I wasn't surprised, but I kind of like, I thought it was an interesting point how they f- first focused in on Hawkeye's hearing aid. Yeah. Yeah. Which I is- was just like, it was. I was kind of like, huh, I never, real- I never noticed that. And didn't give it a second thought because it makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, why? Like, How'd you lose your hearing? And they did those like yeah. little clips, and it's like, yep, this yep, clips of yep. all the shit happening during the movie. Oh, it's I like, forgot about I that. I don't, yeah. I don't remember. Like, which one triggered it? Fuck, I don't know. One of them. <laughs> yeah, when it was just kind of like, yep, up, oh, forgot about that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> about that one, yeah, that that probably did it right there. No, I thought it was interesting because <laughs> it shows that, and it's like, yeah, if you're just kind of a, a like no superpowers average dude, and you're doing all this shit. You're probably going to have some long-term injury. You know, if all you end up with is a hearing aid, you're doing okay. (laughs) Yeah, you're doing all right. But uh, it's interesting because we we see Hawkeye's there with his kids. And he's just trying to spend some quality time with his kids for Mm -hmm. the first time in probably years. Well, I don't... So they're all at the play. This... this... He gets stopped. I was just going to say, I want to say this takes place... I want to say maybe like years after any yeah i believe so, so like he's had time for his kids but yeah it seems like he's not getting as much as he should so and i think you know obviously but he's, he's happy not support so yeah <laughs> but he and he also said like you know he's retired yeah he doesn't do mm-hmm. anything anymore he's retired i think well, he just wanted to have a christmas in new york with he's the kids. only saved the world three times what the fuck fuck <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, he saved the world about twice. Well, I mean, uh, Ultron could have gone better. Well, yeah, but, you know, could have gone worse, too. But, <laughs> yeah, but that also caused a ripple. Mm-hmm. An, a bad one. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But, yeah, that, this, was, this was very cool. And it was interesting because you kind of see where his head is at with a lot of where the world is or the MCU world is at this point. Like he kind of thought a lot of this was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like that whole play, he was just ridiculous. Yeah. And you know, he was, as he later mentioned, like his main job was to not be noticed. Yeah. So it, it, he's kind of having a hard time adjusting to just being a normal person. Mm-hmm. And you see like kind of this uncomfortable thing, but you see him all also look at his kids, which I totally forgot. They had an older boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, t- I totally forgot about the older boy. Yeah, I was like, oh, right. 
that damn he he shot up. I wonder if that's the same kid actor. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Kids grow up fast. <sighs> yeah, but it's it's interesting because he goes to use the restroom and some guy asks him for a selfie while they're at the job. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. <laughs> Not the right time. Mm. He's washing his hands. Is not the right time. <laughs> There's also the, <laughs> it never answered. There's also yeah. the marking on the toilet. Thanos was right, and it's like that's gotta hurt. Yeah. Thanos killed his entire family. Don't tell him Thanos. Don't. Yeah, mm-hmm. I saw that, and I was like, gotta <sighs> hurt. Yeah. Well, I also thought, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, yeah. I'm more surprised that it was in like the in the theater bathroom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm surprised he didn't clean it up there. Of course, man. That was not like top tier production. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean that. Yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they they went to the fancy but, theater's basement for that show. I think. <laughs> oh, they went to a theater in the alley yeah. near the fancy. <laughs> they. Uh, but then we see uh, Kate Bishop getting off of a train and you know on the phone with her mom. Her mom asked her to stop by. And we see her mom is a super wealthy living in New mm-hmm. York City. Yeah, she runs a security firm. Yeah, a security wow. firm that mm. totally seems legit. Oh, yeah, no, it doesn't seem like it's into CD stuff at all. She's 100% it's above totally board. not for. And that logo totally isn't foreshadowing name. Mm. So, as we <laughs> all know, Bishop uh, Securities will eventually work on making uh, androids. Which will become a big part of the Alien series. No, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Is that the crossover we're going for? <laughs> I think so. Okay, okay. <laughs> but yeah, uh, have we met the uh, mom's boyfriend at this point? Yeah, I think we he have. Yeah. Like, he's introduced in the first episode, and uh, yeah, well, I, I don't like that guy. No, I don't like <laughs> I him I don't like all. him right from the moment. Well, one the guy goes, I Ugh. might like less was his uncle. His uncle was awful to hate. <laughs> Yeah, he was kind of a piece of shit. Yeah, like, Kate Kate just wore a suit to this fancy, like, party, and he was just like, oh, where's your dress? It's like, I just want to be like, go fuck yourself. I'm wearing what I wear. Yeah, for real. Like, and what fucking business is it of yours? Yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing a suit. <laughs> it's obvious the mom but, wanted her to wear a dress, too, and yeah, no, she did it. And it's like, she looks fine. Let her, let her, fuck it. She <laughs> looks fine. Yeah. She pulled it off. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, the uncle, like, he doesn't last long. Uh, no, but it's a shame because that guy's a great character actor. Yeah. He's really great at playing a smarmy not, piece of trash. Not a character I enjoy. No. <laughs> Yo, no, no. He's great at playing a smarmy piece of trash. Mm-hmm. So I definitely, like, uh, <laughs> it seems as though, like, obviously this isn't concluded, so I don't know if it counts as a spoiler. That being said, everything points to mom's boyfriend, fiance. Uh, killing him. Well, there's a lot of things that happen in order to get to that point. Well, yeah, we have to get to the auction. First, at this party, yeah. we find at this super wealthy fundraising thing mm-hmm. where earlier we hear the mother played by Vera Freeman, who I, I'll admit I didn't care for her as an actress at first. But the more I've seen of her and the more I see her in stuff and the more I watch her roles and everything, um, I, I enjoy her. I enjoy her, like, I, I like her a lot on screen. I, I enjoy watching her work. Is it pronounced? And I also like enjoy, that? is that? It's like farm, farm, it's always something I didn't know exactly how to pronounce. 
farm yeah. Mega. Am I, did I say it wrong? Didn't, didn't you say Freeman? I thought you said Vera yeah. Freeman. Yeah. <laughs> it, I, I, it's I, a minor it, correction. It, it, uh, okay. No, no, no. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. <laughs> but Vera, let's just stick with Vera. Uh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Uh, the mom. <laughs> the mother. Yes. But when that actress plays a bitch like this, I, I, I kind of love it. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, was, that was the only point I was going to make. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think the first time I saw her was uh, she's a love interest in Hearted. Yep. And then now she's best known for the uh, Conjuring and, movie. Yeah, and I actually didn't care for her in The Departed. Well, in Departed, she plays kind of... It's such a stereotypical role anymore. <laughs> it is. It is. It really was. And I think that's it's what it's a great lot. movie, though. <laughs> it's a great movie, yeah. And actually, it's one that made me a fan of Wahlberg. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have a huge role in that movie, but man, he's he is he stands out, man. <laughs> like that back and forth he has with uh, Baldwin <laughs> is just brilliant. Yeah, I want to see like how much of it did they just free riff? Like, is there just a continuous shot of them just like jokingly busting each other's chops, yeah. just back and forth, back and forth? <laughs> Because it would probably be probably too soon. <laughs> oh yeah, we should it's, watch it's the Baldwin jokes soon. now. Yeah, <laughs> we should watch the Baldwin jokes because yeah. you know that's still something that you know we're, they're trying to fit, let the dust settle on it and figure it out. It was a tragedy. That's it that's sucks. All, that's all we know at this point. <laughs> it's a tragedy, and you know a a a, a, a cinematographer was lost. But uh, yeah, speaking of Hawkeye. Uh, yeah, uh, the basement of this party, there's this auction. Uh, this super seedy, evil rich people. No, auction. no, these people are all above board. Uh, the, the, the mom's boyfriend was there, his uncle was there, and they are very much above board uh, selling uh, Ronin stuff. So. Oh, they were also, yeah, they were selling shit from Avengers Tower. Yeah. yeah. And we... we don't really know the story behind that yet, and that's definitely one of the mysteries they need to solve. One, uh, like what the hell else uh, uh, from Avengers? Like, or no, it was uh, the, uh, the destruction from the Avengers building on the West Coast. Is what I no think no. They said. Well, is that what they said? Because I know they found a, found in the rubber rubble of the Avengers building. I assumed it was Avengers Tower, though. I did Maybe. too, because it was New York. But I mean. But. In well, in that story, they even say that Avengers Tower, you know, you know, Tony sold that years ago. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It was sold, so who knows? They were still in the yeah, they were in the tower for Age of Ultron. It was well. I, that I'm also thinking, lost it. yeah, and I'm also thinking that like this is just kind of related to Hawkeye, but just related to Avengers Tower. Um, I, I think Reed Richards has bought it, and that's how they're going to introduce the Fantastic Four, how they're going to bring them into this I've movie heard, universe. I've heard lots of theories. Um, I'm not going to lie. With Echo there, I think Kingpin's a big contender for that, too. Yeah. And with Kingpin, I mean, we're just a, we're a, we're a stone's throw from Doctor Doom. Yeah. Oh, God. Love an MC, like, Dr. Doom. Please do him justice. I'm 
so many bad Doctor Dooms. So many. Well, the guy in the who did the the two roles of Doctor Doom, um, before the space incident, yeah, he was fairly convincing in the role as like just you know a. Oh, you talk about uh, Julian McMahon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think he's a fine actor. I that's not a good Doctor Doom. But not uh, like, a good Doctor Doom. I think he was his, a great actor. No, I think his. Perf- I think he could potentially do a good Doctor Doom, but those movies are not well. Now, and it's the same thing for the other movie Mm -hmm. of the Fantastic Four, the actor who played him, uh, Toby Bell. Toby Bell is great. Yeah, no, like... Great actor. Yeah, but... And what they tried to do in that, too. Yeah, but... Yeah, and it it criminally underused him. He was such a great actor, and he could have done so much with that role. Mm Mm-hmm. But they didn't give him any room to breathe. They just had to, you know, get through their bullshit. Oh, yeah, Dr. Doom's here. It's clobbering time. Yeah. Let's roll so credits. So many bad Dr. Dooms. And probably the one I enjoy the most was from the Roger Corman movie. And it's it's objectively the worst one. Well, but well, I love Roger it. Corman. Like, you can't even make out half of what he's saying. It's so again, wonderful. Again, <laughs> it's, it's Roger Corman. Yeah. I can't make a bad movie Roger has done. So you're saying it's nothing like the performance Edward Norton gave in Kingdom of Heaven, where he played that uh, leper prince, where he had this whole suit of armor that he did his whole performance under. Yeah. <laughs> did you know that? No. It's been a long time you since seen I've that? seen that one. Yeah. He, uh, played that, that one. he played that prince with like the head, the really? face plate. Yeah. yeah. And he did the whole thing underneath that like, in it the whole time that's <laughs> like okay yeah i'll give you credit that's that's pretty cool <laughs> that's some commitment <laughs> but yeah so this super probably highly illegal auction obviously gets raided by some other criminal organization called the red jumpsuit boys right yeah well yeah tracksuit the tracksuit tracksuit yeah it's track something weird boys. like that and I don't know if that's actually their name or if that's just what Hawkeye calls them because he, he has a history. Ronan specifically has a history with them. Ronan. Not, but nobody really knows that Hawkeye is Ronan. No, yeah. The Ronan is his very much his secret identity. I think maybe just the wife knows that he's Ronan. Yeah, potentially she may not even know either because he, he gave he he was only Ronan during that five years. Yeah. And he talks about how Black Widow killed Ronan, which I feel like is true because i don't i don't think he ever put on that mask after she came to get him in endgame yeah he didn't and we don't know what he did with his gear Mm -hmm. i mean i know he i know he still had that knife in that battle i know he had that sword in that battle yeah i saw him fuck some people up with it yeah yeah no well for a split second yeah because a lot was happening in that scene hey we're talking about a scene where spider-man activates his kill mode so Finally. Yeah. Like, oh, I, I was actually wondering if we'd get to that. <laughs> it's kill. Finally. <laughs> but. And then, yep, just as I thought it would be. I did, like, I'm not, like, uh, obviously we get to the Ronin gear, tracksuit squad yeah. breaks in, <laughs> and Kate takes the suit, and I'm kind of amazed. Like, it doesn't fit her, but it fits her better than I expected. If that makes sense, it, it, I noticed that the suit fit her more the second 
go around. Really? No, I didn't notice that. I it seemed I, a little well, baggy, it, but I was expect I would expect it to be it, super fucking baggy. It <laughs> maybe looked like that because it was the shot of her across the street. Mm-hmm. Like in that shot of her yeah. sliding across the cars. Yeah, I kind of thought I was like, wow, that seems like a little bit more snug than it did before. But mm-hmm. maybe it's just the shot and yeah. the angle. But still, it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. She saves a dog. Yeah. Her place gets burnt. Yeah. <laughs> These guys who own a pizza place come out ready to start some crap with the tracksuit boys. Mm-hmm. The jumpsuit boys. And nothing really. They just get out of there. It's kind of a lot of like they attack and do that, They're, like for the first two, and then they finally, then when Hawkeye finally comes and gets a confrontation with them. <laughs> oh wait, no, we're missing the whole. I'm ta- I, we're forgetting about the whole LARP scene. <laughs> oh yeah, there was the LARP scene, which I thought. Listen, I know LARPers take it seriously, but I don't think they would take it that seriously. Like he goes in that like, okay, so her apartment burns down with the Ronin suit. He goes back to get it, and it's gone. But he has a clue that because the firefighters that work there are into LARPing. And he sees it and he's just like, huh, mm-hmm. that's worth it. It's a lead. It's yeah. something. So he goes to check it out and he sees a guy with it on. Now well, he checks his and see if he looks it up. He looks up like uh, the uh, NYC at, like LARPing, mm-hmm. their Instagram page. <laughs> and he sees a picture of the guy talking trash wearing yes. the new suit. He finds it super so goes, quickly, which was kind of like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Must be that, like, Stark tech. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, he goes there, and uh, yeah, like, he explains the situation. Like, hey, you know, that suit's actually mine. I don't want to make a big deal of it, but I just want to go get it. But they make him go through all these hoops. I feel like I don't think they'd be that serious about it. I feel like, especially since it's his costume. They, they say, look, we know who you are. Yeah, we know who you yeah. are. Yeah, well, especially <laughs> since he's Hawkeye. But, like, I think in anybody in that situation saying, hey, that's my costume. Um, That guy, you know, I don't know if I want to say he's stealing it, but, you know, he's using it. Um, But, you know, I didn't give him permission to use Shouldn't it or something be. like that. Yeah. He should be. Yeah, <laughs> I think they. I think they would probably treat that seriously enough. To just let him go over and ask for it. To like wave him over, be like, yeah. "Hey, hey, is that your <laughs> suit, man? You, you can't be doing that. You can't. Yeah, you gotta you know get who I am. To wear that You'll know shit. how serious. Yeah. Well, I, I think what he should have said is he should have walked up. It's like, if you know who I am, you know how serious it is when I say I need that suit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it does give us a goofy LARPing scene. Uh, Honestly, I think I could tell that Jeremy probably had a lot of fun from oh, yeah. this part. Oh. <laughs> I could see him just like, it's like, you look like you're trying not to bust out laughing this whole time. Mm-hmm. It's like, <laughs> him just killing people with such yeah. ease. Yeah, no, I did like that. Because there was this, the, the rule there was like, you get hit like in the chest and you're out. So he gets people attacking him and he's just wiping them out. <laughs> and left it's like yeah he probably the would the, the <laughs> yeah 360 spin that was great yeah. i'm like oh and i go you fools are attacking him <laughs> like i'm hot guy what are you doing <laughs> me dude i'm good yeah <laughs> i'm good <laughs> i'm good you could go right ahead <laughs> but of course he gets to the guy he agrees to give it to him if Hawkeye lets lets him uh, beat him in battle. So, guy gets to beat Hawkeye one-on-one. 
Mm. That, you know what this will be mean to me. All right, man. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Like, fine. Let's just get it over with. <laughs> you know, you have to try. Yeah, um, he just held his head. Yeah, he was just ready. Okay, oh. let's just do it. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> but yeah, it goes over fairly well, you know. Uh, and yes. Where's I gonna go after that? What happens after? I guess, uh, yeah, we get the game. He goes and uh, he confronts the, uh, yeah. yeah, and they kidnap him, and they're questioned about Kate Bishop. That's right. He pretends to play it off, yes. and then she busts in. She and... busts in. Like, he's, like, he's, like, getting himself all untied and figuring out how to escape. She busts in and gets him recaptured and her captured. <laughs> like, great rescue, man. You're, you're killing it. She's, hey, yeah, she's still got, you know, a few corners to sharpen, but, you know. Work in progress. <laughs> but this is when we first see Echo. Yeah. A character I really don't know anything about. Like, well, Kate Bishop as well is another character I don't really know anything about. I believe they're newer characters, both of them. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I, I know they've introduced a lot of characters recently, so I'm not, like, all on board with all of them. That being said... Yeah, I do want to see where it goes. Um, Echo gets a little origin story. You do see the hand of someone who's almost certainly Kingpin. It'd be so weird if they did that that moment and just have him be nobody. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's that's Uncle Jack. Didn't you know that? <laughs> yeah, Whoa. Jack Raider. Yeah. <laughs> Jack Ryan. It's gonna be Chris Pine in the MCU. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Wait, Jack, was it? No, uh, Chris, yeah, Chris Pine, goddamn. Okay, so Chris Pine did Jack Ryan in that one movie, and then John Chris, goddamn, there's too many fucking Jack Ryans. Well, there's only one that really matters. Yes, Alec and he's Baldwin. The only, and, yeah, and he's the only one who has two films. No, Alec Baldwin only Affleck, had one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Affleck only had one, too. No, they, they like, all the ones have one movie, except for one. <laughs> except for Harrison Ford. Yeah. Yeah, I like I actually for Harrison Ford I have mixed feelings about because I've read a little bit of it, and the character is definitely more of a bookworm. Yeah, I kind of like. He's very smart and savvy. So it's see, I keep getting them confused whenever I I, I try to think about them. Mm -hmm. Like I, I keep getting parts of them mixed up, but um, I'm pretty sure like uh, I still think Clear and Present Danger is still probably my one. I like that one a little bit more. Than Patriot Games. Oh, the Jack Ryan movies. Uh, for yeah, Punch for Red October. He's oh, that one's great. That one's great. But just for the Harrison Ford one. Er well, you only get two there, and I think they're both fine. It's been a yeah, long both... time since I've seen them, though. But Patriot Games also has that great character actor in it. Um, uh, he was the federal agent in the first. Mission Impossible movie who Tom Cruise met at that restaurant and he blew up the fish tank. Oh, I, I can visualize him. I don't know his name. That guy who's always like a fucking prick. Yeah, always an asshole. Like, <laughs> he's great. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, we get the origin of uh, Echo who is deaf and missing, I don't know if it's a whole leg or at least part of her 
I think knee down. Right leg? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, right leg. Yeah. Yeah, her right leg. Yeah. <laughs> I d like I said, I don't know anything about her, but she seems interesting. I'll give her that. Yeah. Uh, she does. I do want to see what they do. We got a little bit of origin here. Um. Oh yes, and very important. Ronan killed her father. <laughs> yeah. And that that is a big deal. Cause... Killed a whole upper management yeah. of that tracksuit game. <laughs> yeah. So like, keep in mind, they don't know that Ronan is Clint. But mm -hmm. like, it's not going to go over well if they learn that, which I'm assuming it will come out because that's yeah. part of this series that keeps on getting brought up that no one knows who Ronan was. And I think if Kate hasn't figured it out yet, then she has lots of clues. Like when the when her apartment was building down, burning down, she was like, "Oh, we need to grab the suit." And he said, "Don't worry, I'll come back for it." Obviously, he knows something about that suit that it's gonna be fine in a fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, he, yeah, he obviously. I, I, I picked yeah. up on that too. Yeah, I picked up on that too. I was like, yeah. That's a nah. pretty big hint that you know more about that than the average person. <laughs> yeah. But it could also easily be disguised as, like, let's just get out of here and get safe. Yes, yes, it could. Very much. Um, Maybe not worry about it because the fire will take care of it. Mm -hmm. But if that case, you think he would say that. Yeah. Yeah, well, the smart... Well, obviously, it's supposed to be a hint for her to figure it out. And I assume that's why it's yeah. written that way. That being said, like, logically, the only thing he would say is don't worry about it. Like, if you're just, don't worry yeah, about it, yeah, if you're not trying to give a hint to the audience or her, don't worry about it. No, we need to get people, get get yourself and the dog out of here. <laughs> yeah, get that, get that good boy out of here. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, like, halfway through this series, holy shit. Um, I want to see where it goes. Do you know when new episodes come out? Because I was looking that up. I do I not. I do not. So... I don't know. We'll discuss next episode. Uh, yeah. I guess we won't do it next week. We're doing the Christmas special. I guess, uh, yes. was there anything you want to talk about before we move on to wrap up? Uh, no, no. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, so, Christmas is coming up. So, we got uh, plans. Uh, mm -hmm. We're going to be doing a special. I'm going to go see Genesis on Wednesday. And George is going with me. And we're going to do a Genesis podcast on Wednesday. And that's going to come out next week as normal podcast. And then yep. the three of us, Bobby, George, and I, are going to come together. And then we're going to do a battle of Christmas carols. We will, we're going to talk about uh, George C. Scott's Christmas carol, Patrick Stewart's Christmas carol, Bill Murray's Christmas carol, also known as Scrooge, and uh, the Muppet Christmas carol. And I'm going to go ahead and bring it up now. We'll probably bring it up in the episode. But I want to talk about this quick quote that I found from Michael Caine on The Muppet Christmas Carol. I don't know if you saw it in the notes. Uh, yes. Before, before production began, Michael Caine told producer and director Brian Henson, I'm going to play this movie like I'm working with the Shakespeare Company. I will never wink. I will never do anything Muppety. I'm going to play Scrooge as if... It is an utterly dramatic role, and there are no puppets around me. And of course, Henson's response was, "Yes, bang on." <laughs> yes, I love that. <laughs> and it's been yeah. a long time since I've seen it. And but this is... it seems familiar. He just plays it as Scrooge. Just yeah, he does. And, and like 
I, I rewatched this uh, the first year they launched Disney Plus because the wife and I realized it was on there, and we were like, "Wow, we haven't watched this since yeah. we were kids," and we wanted to rewatch it because, well, let's face it, twenty twenty wasn't that great, and any bit of feel good nostalgia would warm yeah. the heart. <laughs> so let's face it. <laughs> but yeah, it he did play it very straightforward, and it was very cool. And I even found myself looking online to like behind the scenes making of stuff like how it was done and i uh, also found out i believe this is the first film production they made after jim's passing oh it might be yeah it wouldn't have been well, we'll believe, them, i think a couple be. years but like yeah they, they might have been trying to figure out what to do after he passed because he did pass suddenly if memory serves yeah and like he was not super old so there's no reason to think he won't yeah. be around no reason and I want to say, like, they did a few shortly after this, too. They did, like, uh, I want to say Treasure Island and Muppets in Space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, and I want to say they tried it in another series. Yeah, no, the Muppets, uh, they, they yeah. like, more recently they did an ABC series. There's the... Uh, Which was fucking hilarious, actually. I don't recall watching that. I did see the Jason Segel movie, it, which it wasn't was, bad. Uh, yeah. It was set up quite a bit, like as if it were like a Thirty Rock. Yes, that does. That like seems familiar. Series. I don't recall. Maybe I saw an like episode there, or two. I, that seems I, super familiar. I remember there was one line. I forget where in the series this happens, but uh, there's one where Skeeter is kind of giving an interview, and he's like, you know, talking about how how good everything is now. And he's like, yeah, everyone's really happy, even the yeah. band, legally now. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, legally mm. now. And I was like, wow. I mean, that's not the first time I've heard a pot joke yeah. in Muppets, but that's funny. All right, so, like, yeah, I'm just now putting this together. Okay, so the next few weeks we can okay. go, go and do this live on air, but why not? Uh, so on the 13th, yeah. George and I, I'll go ahead and post uh, George and I's uh, Genesis thing. 20th will be the posting of the Christmas Carol battle. That means the 27th, okay. we'll talk about the final three episodes of Hawkeye, Spider-Man No Way Home, and Matrix Resurrections. That's right, going to be I'm, a huge gonna... fucking episode. That that's some great stuff to talk about, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I I hope I'm able to get a ticket to Spider Man because I know that they've been crashing websites. I'm not super concerned because it's going to be like Endgame. Do you remember how they handled Endgame? A theater shows up. They literally just open up a new theater and make the showing. And yeah. lots lots of other movies get pushed around. Well, it's one of those things. What are you going to post? Are you going to post a sold-out show for uh, Spider-Man No Way Home? Or are you going to post, like, two people? Are you going to let, like, so, are you going to let... Yeah, are you going to let 20 people watch Norma the North? Exactly. So, like, you know, and there <laughs> might be some people to get disappointed, but, like, come on, it's No Way Home. So, depending on how popular it is, yeah. there will be seats. Like, oh, when yeah. people were talking about crashing, I was like, I'm not concerned because they just opened up new theaters, and they were like, well, I want the IMAX experience, and I'm like, I personally think I IMAX see is a bit overrated. Um, I do actually, too. the seats in the non-IMAX theaters, the regular theaters, those seats are actually, in my opinion, better. Way so, more comfortable. Those ones in the IMAX, I don't like. Yeah, it's they like don't, they don't like go having... up all the way, and yeah, if you're going yeah, to I a nice like... theater, just go to a nice theater and get to a normal theater seat. Normal. Yeah. It's much nicer. They're usually cheaper. And you get pretty much the same movie experience. Yeah. It's no different. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Uh, so yeah, I didn't realize this, but December is already filled up for that us. So All I right. mean, we don't have to wonder what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, cool. But uh, for the Genesis one, I guess I will say this while we're still kind yeah. of on air. Um, I will not be present. For yeah, that, that will just so. be myself and George. I, um, that's. But yeah, we're both gonna see that concert. Maybe. <laughs> We'll see. Maybe after the concert, we'll record a little bit, saying our thoughts on the concert. But yeah, like immediate yeah, thoughts that after. Yeah, fun. We'll see how we'll see how we'll do that. Feeling. If like uh, if one of if like one of you has like a car mount or something in the vehicle that you take, Ooh, or if you I guys didn't think about that. take it, like he could sit in there and set it like right between mm -hmm. the two, you know. Yeah. So they could sit and, and that's a good yeah, idea. Yeah, that's a really good idea. Immediate thoughts after. Do immediate thoughts. Holy crap. After. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. We'll just throw that on the Holy podcast. Holy crap. Genesis podcast. <laughs> yeah, might, yeah, might actually try to, like, I don't know, if you can and you have enough juice between your guys' phones, like, try and document, like, some of the stuff. Oh, I doubt there'll be... Ah, no, never mind. I was going to say, I doubt there'll be, like, a bunch of people camped out, like, tailgating. Yeah. I don't know about that, but... I don't know. I mean, I've been to shows where that happens, oh, yeah. and, that, and that's a whole environment on their yeah. own. But yeah, uh, so yeah, we got exciting stuff coming up. Uh, yes, yes. So, uh, anything you want to talk about, Bobby? Oh, and oh no, yeah. I'm I'm good. Oh yeah, my deep got to watch like six hours of Beatles. Yeah. I'm set. <laughs> uh, let's see, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, on my channel. I'm working. I'm gonna get the Deep Space Nine uh, retrospective for season one up. I'm going to shoot for Christmas. I don't know if I can quite get it, but I'm going to shoot for like a Christmas Day release on that one. So if you're looking forward to that, it's coming. <laughs> oh, 100 subscribers by the end of the year, and we'll talk about the Scream TV series. <laughs> if we get to 200, we'll do the Star Wars Christmas. <sighs> don't put that on me, and yes, we will. We will talk about the fucking... Star Wars Holiday Special. Oh, B, B Arthur and mm -hmm. all. Jefferson Starship, or was it Starship at that point? Yeah, I think it was Starship. Yes, it was Starship. Totally a highlight it was the because ones it's built like anything else, and it's not the worst thing ever. No, <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't that Gloria Gaynor. Might have been. Oh. <laughs> And, you know, Grandpa. Yeah, no, Grandpa video. masturbating is always a highlight in my holiday special. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, go ahead, guess the 200 oh. subscribers, and we'll talk about Chewbacca's father masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't want to hear that? What was that, <laughs> what was that guy's name? He was in all those uh, Harvey yeah, Corman. Harvey, Cor yeah. Harvey Corman's a funny yeah. guy, Corman except in that. Except in <laughs> In drag, and with a pair of prosthetic arms. No, he arms. has like fifty rolls in that. He does. I, like I don't know how you it's... make Harvey Corman not funny. I, mean, okay. I don't he, know. Like Blazing Saddles, a great movie, and he was a serious highlight. And he's he is hilarious in History of the World. He sucks in the Christmas <laughs> special. Oh my god. Yeah. I mean, I think I think Harrison Ford is the only one who is genuinely showing disinterest. I know, and he might have done the best performance too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yes. Uh, so yeah, everyone have a good one. You got plenty of content coming your have way. Have a good one. Mm.
I want to go ahead and add some audio credits at the end here. Uh, the theme music you're hearing at the beginning and end of this podcast was uh, written and performed by George Johnson, a very good friend of mine. And my current Patreons are uh, Fel Martins, David Lara, and Lindsay Paynehurst. If you'd like to become a patron, go ahead and follow the link down below. Anything you can provide would be incredibly helpful to this channel. We're barely limping by right now. Uh, I'd love to make this my full-time job, but I'm miles away from that right now. So any help you could provide, just a dollar a month would be amazing. You know you want to. All your friends are doing it.